Hello everyone, thank you for joining me today. You are listening to Throne Room Encounters. My name is Ashley Catois. In the last few months, I have been praying about a way to tell about all God has done for me and my own personal Throne Room Encounters. An encounter is to meet unexpectedly a chance meeting. This is exactly what a Throne Room Encounter is, that moment when God steps into the room and the atmosphere changes. Join me each week as I talk about miracles, healing, answered prayers, promises from God, and so much more. Hi everyone, I'm going to start with reading a scripture today, and it is found in Psalms 56 and 8. It's the King James Version, and it says, Thou tellest my wanderings, thou put my tears into thy bottle, are they not in thy book? I looked up a couple of references for it, and the Dakes Bible reference says, Here is an allusion to the here's an allusion to the ancient custom of collecting tears in a bottle to be put in the tomb of a departed loved one, or in some cases on the grave as an offering. At the time of mourning for the dead, the tears of the mourners were collected and put in the tomb. In Persia, an assembly of mourning The priest would collect the tears in cotton and squeeze them in the tear bottle, preserving them with great care. Some Persians believed that at the time of death, when all medicines had failed, a drop of tears put in the mouth of a dying man would revive them. This scripture talks about God putting our tears in his bottle and having them recorded in his book. It brought back to mind a message Brother Lance Myers preached at our church a few years ago. I'm going to put a link in the comments below uh, with this message attached to it, hopefully. I'm going to see if I can put the link. If I can't, I will put the title and uh, tell you where to find it. The title of the message is, God Keeps Perfect Records. He talks about how when Sarah couldn't have a baby, she forced Hagar to marry Abraham and give him a child. She wasn't given a choice on what she could do. She was just a slave to Sarah. And it talks about her hatred towards Sarah and her hurt for what she suffered. He talks about how she had bitterness and hurt, but God did not forget her. He kept records of everything. If you read this story in the Bible, when Abraham sends Hagar and Ishmael away, she cries out to God and he answers her and blesses her and her children and the generations after her. Brother Myers also talks about how years later after Sarah died, Hagar came back to Abraham and remarried him. In a couple different places in the Bible, it mentions Abraham taking a wife after Sarah dies, and her name was Keturah. It's probably not how you pronounce that, but that's as close as I can get. Rabbis believe that Hagar and Keturah were the same woman. Hagar means forsaken or flight, and Keturah means fragrance or sacrifice. Hagar was transformed from someone forsaken to a beautiful fragrance. Sometimes hurts in our lives may seem too much to forgive, but Hagar did. She was basically raped. The Bible doesn't tell us her age or how many times Abraham had to go in unto her for her to conceive, but it does tell us when she realized that she had conceived, she hated Sarah. Some hurts seem like they are unforgivable, but we must forgive them all. It has taken me years to realize how important it is to forgive past hurts completely. If you hold a grudge, it can destroy you and alter or slow down God's path for you. 
and I have learned this the hard way over the years, you can't, you can't hold something against someone just because they hurt you. You have to learn to forgive and forget. And I know the forgetting part is really hard, but you have to learn to put it aside. And you may not forget every single detail, but you have to forget about how bad that person hurts you and learn to, to deal with it and to understand that God has a reason for everything. I found another version of uh, Psalms 56 and 8 that I wanted to share with you. And it's, I'm not sure the version, but I love the way it's worded. It says, tears are prayers too. They travel to God and we can't speak. I have felt this way so many times. Um, in January of 2021, a good friend of mine was praying with me at altar service. And at the time, I didn't know her as well. But she came up to me after church and gave me a word from God, not knowing what I was facing at that time. She said, I have not forsaken you. I have heard every prayer. And then she paused like she was going to walk away. And she, she came back and she said, even the ones you haven't had the words to say, thus saith God. She had no idea that just that week in my prayer time, I would sit in the church and not say a word out loud because I was so overwhelmed. I would just weep or tell God I don't have the words. And it, in my mind, it was like they were just all mixed up. I couldn't seem to, to find the words to speak out what I needed. And even in those moments, he heard my prayers. And I've read that, that promise from God, I don't know how many times. And just, it's just been such a help to me and made me understand that even when I'm overwhelmed and I can't find the words that God hears anyway, he hears through my tears, he hears my thoughts. And it just, it's been such a blessing to me. I found this little quote and it says, weeping is not the same thing as crying. It takes your whole body to weep. And when it's over, you feel like you don't have any bones left to hold you up. I have experienced this so many times, but then I would feel almost cleansed and pure. And it helped me get through that moment and that time. And every time it was as if the most beautiful presence of the Lord would come into the church after that. Every one of these moments when I've just lay on the floor and wept and cried means so much to me. They have helped me grow spiritually. They've helped me establish such an unbelievable prayer life and made me anticipate the next time or the next moment that I could be in the presence of God. They have led me to many throne room encounters. I read an article about the different types of tears and it said tears detoxify the body. There are three different types of tears. Number one, the reflex tears. Number two, the continuous tears. And number three, the emotional tears. Reflex tears clear debris like smoke and dust from your eyes. Continuous tears lubricate your eyes and help protect them from infection. And emotional tears, they may have health benefits. Whereas continuous tears contain 98% water, emotional tears contain stress hormones and other toxins. Crying flushes these out of your system. When I read this, the first thought that came to my mind was after those moments of weeping, it could be five minutes, 10 minutes, or maybe even more, 
I felt like my body was detoxified. They brought me to that point where I could reach out to God and say, now that I'm open and raw before you, now I can get to that point where I can thank you for what you've done. I can thank you for my hardships, my brokenness. I can be real with you, even though you already know what I need. You've already read what it is that's bothering me, but now I can voice it and let you know what I need. I don't know why weeping has been on my mind for this, but it just, uh, I just feel like it's just been at the forefront the last four weeks when I've been planning for this podcast and the last couple of podcasts. It's like God just brings me back to tears and how important they are. But I feel like there's somebody that needs it. So um, I'm just going to keep pushing until he gets me to another topic, I guess. But I feel like so many times we hide behind our emotions. We hide behind what we feel. And and you don't want anybody to see you as weak. We should be weak before God, though. He already knows our weaknesses. The Bible tells us when we are weak, He is strong. It also tells us He's a strong tower we can run into, so don't hide from God. Give Him everything that you've got. Uh, in the last podcast, I, I read a little quote that I had written. I think I was probably about 25 about God wants your ugly, and he does. He wants every piece, not just the ones you want to give him, but everything. In Matthew 9 and 23, it says, And when Jesus came into the ruler's house and saw the minstrels and the people making a noise, he was talking about when he came to Jairus' house when his daughter died. If you read this same story in Mark and Luke, it mentions them as mourners instead of minstrels and people making a noise. If you compare this to when an orchestra practices before a show, it's just a bunch of noise. It doesn't really sound good, but if you are familiar with an orchestra or classical music, you get almost a giddy feeling. You begin to anticipate what's fixing to happen and what you are fixing to hear. I feel like that is how God feels when we come before him raw and emotional. He anticipates what's coming. He's ready to hear what we have to say through our tears. And in Jeremiah 9 and 17, it says, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Consider ye and call for the mourning women, that they may come, and send for cunning women, that they may come. When you translate this scripture into the Hebrew, it refers to crying as striking a musical note. I think that's what our tears are to God. When we cry, it's a musical number for him to listen to. I almost get an image of him sitting back in a chair and closing his eyes and listening to the highs and lows of those tears, just like when you listen to classical music. It may start off soft and soothing, and the next thing you, you know, you feel your heart begin to race as it becomes faster or the number picks up. That's how our tears are to God. He understands every single bit of it. There's not any of it that he doesn't that doesn't mean something to him. So when you cry out to God, picture him sitting in the best seat of an orchestra house, listening to the music and understanding every single note and being able to translate it into what we need. I hope today has been a blessing for you. I'm going to leave you with a little thought. God bless and have a wonderful day. Here's just a little piece of something that I wrote after I read Psalms 56 and 8. It was like God just spoke it into my spirit, so I'm going to share it with you now.
With every drop of a tear in God's bottle, he hears the story that each tear is telling. God keeps perfect records of every tear that we cry. He writes them down in his book, and he keeps them in his bottle. So don't ever think that God doesn't know every time we cry. He doesn't just think, oh, Ashley's crying again. I'll just let this day go. Record on another day. No, he records every time and every tear. He keeps perfect records.